Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's 922 here on this Friday evening. Hope you're enjoying a little late happy hour with JJ, John Jastrzemski. We're right here on the fan and to help us preview the week 13 card across the board in the NFL, we welcome in a guy who I spent a little time with earlier this morning. I did the morning after. With he and Ariel Epstein over at SportsGrid, now he returns the favor here on JJ After Dark. Ain't that right, Jared Smith? What's happening to me? You go long time, no speak. <laughs> yeah, right, JJ. It feels like we just keep trading these blows. But you know what? More information is better, and, and that's the, 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 the gambling community here, not only in New York, but also on social media. Very, very, very happy to share information. So we like having you on our show. I come back and return the favor. It all means winning because we're trying to beat the books. And the public has had some problems doing that over the last couple weeks, especially on uh, You ain't kidding. And Smitty, <laughs> I go back, bro, to a conversation you and I had. I don't know if it was on air. I don't know if it was off air. When I was getting smoked early in the year, <laughs> and I was going with a couple of these contrarian plays, and I was looking like a horse's you-know-what, and you told me, JJ, 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 just trust the process. It all finds a way to even out. Ain't it fair to say, bro, it is evened out and evened out in a big way. Yeah, and, and it does. And I, it's kind of, I, I did this analysis on the show today. I kind of made a metaphor. It's a very childish metaphor, but I think it works. I think the NFL season is kind of like the tortoise and the hare. The books are definitely the tortoise. They get off to a slow start. The public is the hare. They get off to the fast start. They bet a lot of overs, a lot of the favorites, and they cover at, at, at a high rate. And you just get a little too complacent with doing that week after week. These teams look very appetizing. The Chiefs, the Packers, the Seahawks, they look great every week because you look at Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and they're doing awesome things. But the numbers have a funny way, like the tortoise, of catching up with them. And we've reached that point now in the NFL season, week 13, about to be you know the, 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 the doldrums of December, where the books catch up, the numbers catch up. So you have to be a little contrarian. You have to try to thread the needle a little bit. The numbers get sharp. It's time to find those holes in the market. Don't just bet the public sides every week. If that's what your card looks, it's time to reassess. Okay, teasers. I know you always like to give us one when you sign off at the end of every show. Uh, Smitty, I'm thinking about a couple of games last week. Dolphins, Giants. I play those straight up. I split. Eagles, yeah. Seahawks. I ended up teasing Seattle in the under. I play Seattle in the under straight up. I lose. Pittsburgh, under, same deal. Does that illustrate, in your opinion, the value? Not of throwing in, you know, a crazy five or six-team tease, but a two-team tease or a three-team tease. There's value in that. 
Yeah, it's, it's a good piece of the betting arsenal. Let's say you do like some of these public favorites every week. Let's say the Raiders are one of the ones you like this week, or the Packers are one of the ones you like this week, where you can take that line through seven and through three. And I know that sounds cliche. That's what all the people say. You want to go through seven and through three. Well, the teasers cost money. And when you're paying for something, you want to get the most bang for your buck. You don't want to go buy something and, and end up being you know, not, not a valuable item. So you get the most bang for your buck. You know, you're, you're paying for these teasers, so you want to be able to move them through those key numbers. There's a few of those spots this week. We mentioned the Raiders, mentioned the Packers. I think your Dolphins are a sneaky good teaser spot this week through 10 and 7. 10 is another one of those numbers that's, you know, not a key, key number, but I think 10 is kind of the two-score barrier, and, and I think getting the Dolphins through that, through 7, getting them to about 4, 5-ish, depending on where you do your shopping, is a good spot. I think the Seahawks as well, uh, getting them through 7 against the Giants, and Colt McCoy is a good teaser spot as well. So, Lean to the favorites, bet those really good teams that you want to lay points with, well, tease them down. And if you pair them right, I would say two teams, three max, but two is kind of your sweet spot. I think that's a good place to find some value every week. Yeah, I'm with you there. Now, let's get to these local games. Uh, I tell you point blank, Jared Smith, you have to play one of these two New York teams on the money line. Your life depended on it. You have no choice. You have to play either the Jets on the money line or the Giants on the money line, what would your choice be? Jets on the money line, hands down. Really? I, I think the Jets. Interesting. Yeah, I, I know. It sounds crazy, right? See, I'd go the other way just because I have more belief in the effort level. Not that That's I think fair. either team is winning. Let's make that perfectly clear. Me Jets neither. ain't winning. Giants ain't winning. But I think you'll get a better effort from the Giants. I can't believe in the effort out of the Jets. I, I, you know, it's kind of funny when I, when I watched uh, Adam Gase's interview today, or it was yesterday, I watched it this morning, I, I kind of felt like he actually showed some humility for the first time. I mean, you've never really heard him do a mea culpa about anything that he's done. He's kind of been this guy that if you questioned him, he kind of gave you that very confident, arrogant way that his way was the right way. And it, I did feel a little mea culpa where he kind of leveled. Maybe it was the Zoom call and he was alone in the room and he just kind of started, you know, dishing like he was a therapist or he was, you know, getting therapy. But I did think he had a little bit of mea culpa. And I, I, I think the team might respond to that because everything else hasn't worked. Now I'm just making a case for the Jets because, you know, that there's really not much else you can do at this point. I think the Giants asking Colt McCoy to go to Seattle and win a game against the Seattle defense that's played really well over the last three weeks is a really tough chore. I think the Jets are facing a defense that has struggled. So if you were going to ask me, blind Hail Mary, which team has a better chance to win? I, I don't love either one. I don't think either one's going to even cover the spread this week. But I, I think the Jets may be because finally Adam Gase is giving you the, all right, well, I tried with Sam Darnold. Now we're just going to try to you know muck things up for some of these other teams down the stretch. But I, I, I don't feel confident in that take. The more I say it, the more I, the less I like the Jets. This it's okay. I gave you a losing proposition either way, <laughs> yeah. so you can uh, totally catch that. I tried to fit it for you. <laughs> you tried. Listen, I give you an A for effort. Now let's right. get to a game that's pretty juicy. Might be a buy low spot. Indy and Houston. Jared, explain mm. this one to me. Fuller's out. Roby's out. Why did this line go from three and a half Indy to down to minus three? I don't know. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, it, that that is very contrarian. It's very fishy, almost of the contrarian itself. I, I love the Colts this week, and I think that line movement might have me hesitate a bit. Now, if it goes right back to three and a half, it, 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 then it's not as big of a deal. It's just the fluctuation, I guess, in the market. Some people who might have got it at two and a half might be buying some of their action back, and a lot of times 
That's a, a common misconception when we have the bookmakers on. One big bet does not move the line. It has to be a bet from a respected source. So if one source is buying two and a half and then they come back later and buy the three and a half, then they might move it. They might be more inclined to move it back to three in certain shops, depending again on where you do your shopping. But the handicap in this game, JJ, it points all the way in Indianapolis's direction. DeForest Buckner back, that's huge. Jonathan Taylor back, that's huge. The Texans can't can't stop the run. So how are you shutting down this Colts offense, which is physical at the line of scrimmage? And here's another thing I really like about Indy this year: they have not lost two straight games all season. Coming off of a loss last week, I think they're a veteran team, a tough team. I think they bounce back. Is the three and a half the right line? Probably. You, obviously, if you can get three, I'd prefer it. But I think Indy, I'm confident in saying Indy's going to win on Sunday. So that means I can't back the Texans at that short price. Well, to me, the fishy line of the week is New Orleans and Atlanta. And Jared, I don't have the call to go and play Atlanta again. I took them against the Saints a couple weeks ago, and I was wrong. But, man, I look at that line. I see New Orleans only laying three. That smells. It's two and a half in yeah. Vandal. Um, and Atlanta's played much better football. I mean, they just beat the Raiders outright, for goodness sakes. Yeah, and that was probably their best game of the year. I mean, that might have been their best game, you know, maybe since they beat New Orleans in New Orleans last season, which one of the, one of the bigger upsets of last season. I remember that was a double-digit spread. So the Saints, you know, despite that game, have actually played really well against their division rival. They've covered five of six. They've also won five of six. That one we mentioned last year was the one. Uh, they beat Atlanta by 15 points. They held them to nine points and zero a bagel in the second half of that game a couple of weeks ago. So you get the odd handicap, J.J., of a team facing another team in a very short period of time. The divisional rivals are used to that in a sense, but it is still a bit of a cork. Now, I, to me, the entire handicap with this game is Julio Jones. We're seeing questionable. He, he was limited in practice, didn't practice one day, kind of practiced the other. So to me, Julio Jones, if he doesn't play, there is no way that I can back Atlanta. Like, not even consider them. He is the lifeblood of that offense. Matt Ryan needs Julio, the protection, the security blanket. They are not the same team without him. I think Gurley, they can win without Gurley. I think they can win without Ridley. I don't think the Falcons could win this game without Julio Jones. But even with Julio, this is a Saints defense that is starting to establish themselves as not only one of the most fierce units in the game, but one of the most efficient. Second in the DVOA ratings, which is kind of the, where we grade the, the, the defenses from an analytical perspective. But they're good on offense. They're a top five offense efficiency, top five special teams. They're the most balanced team in football right now. I think that line might just be a hair overinflated because of what the Falcons did last week. There's no way the Saints are losing this game. I think Taysom Hill not throwing the ball as well as we'd hoped. In fact, he still hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in his career, which I think is interesting. But I think he has enough, and the Saints have enough in the tank to get this game and to win this game. They need it because there's only one bye in the, NFL, in the NFC this year, and the Saints are still in contention for it, and they need to still stack up wins. I'll give you a game, Jared, that I have a really strong feel for the winner. I do not have a strong feel for the side. That's Cleveland and Tennessee. Good game. Battle of eight and threes. Uh, the Browns, to me, are like the most unimpressive eight and three team <laughs> that I've ever seen. But yet, I don't like the way this line has kind of been bought back a little bit. Do you have a stronger feel on this game than I do? I mean, I think I would lean Cleveland just because I think what Cleveland does well is something the Titans don't do well. So Cleveland obviously is going to try to go in there and try to run the football. And, and I think that, you know, the Titans don't stop the run at all. They're another one of those teams that just can't hold up against the run. And Cleveland actually is pretty decent against the run. So you would think they've got a shot. 
to at least contain Derrick Henry. It is ironic, the market, because, you know, I heard your uncertainty on it. The market's been very uncertain on these teams. So both teams are 8-3 and three straight up. Both teams are sub-500 against the spread. So they're winning games, but they're not doing it in a very impressive fashion. And I mentioned the Browns running the football. That's all to set up what Baker can do outside of the pocket. He's one of the better quarterbacks moving. He's one of the better quarterbacks off of play action. And the Titans are 31st against play action passes this year. I think if the Browns establish their running game, I think they're a live dog in this spot. Obviously, we don't love it when the market moves against us. This is not one of my favorite plays of the week. But if you're asking me to pick a side in this game, I think taking the points would be the way to go. Jared Smith, check him out. Sports Grid, morning after. Always joins us here on a football Friday, breaking down the games right here on the fan. Jared, we always look for that square dog. You think Arizona's the square dog of the week? Arizona's my, Arizona might be the squarest dog of the year. Uh, it, it, it is kind of funny. So we, we had this another one of our friends that comes on the show, Sam Paniatovich. Those great he just came on a, a few hours ago. Well, people loving people. I love it. Absolutely. Well, he was on, he, actually, he was on uh, at, uh, in, our, in our second hour this morning on the morning after. So you kind of were the tail end of that. How about that? Uh, Family. Yeah, Family across we, the board, exactly. bro. I love it. It's sports gambling Twitter. It's the best. Uh, and, and we were all on the same side with the Rams. And then all of a sudden, his bartender that he likes to fade every week came out with the Cardinals. So that just further secures. And obviously, we're not going to base our handicap uh, based, on, based on what kind of bartender or you know, some kind of random human being in, in Chicago places his bet. But then when you start to look at the handicap of this game, it, it does start to lo- point you in the Rams' direction. So we've got that reverse line movement that we love to see. Majority of the bets are on the Cardinals as a dog, no less. And the line's still going all the way up to that key number of three for L.A. And this is the Sean McVay game. 6-0 and in his career against the Cardinals. 5-1 and against the spread. The Rams analytically are the best team in football. They lead the NFL in net yards per play. That is that key analytic that we look for in terms of efficiency, offense, moving it, and defense stopping people from moving it. Cardinals, since that Hail Murray, have struggled. The, uh, you know, the, the, the crazy pass to, that beat Buffalo. They've lost four straight against the spread. They lost that game against the number to Buffalo. They won that game, obviously, uh, straight up, but they've lost three of their last four outside of it. So two straight, since, two straight losses since that win. And I like the direction that the Rams are moving. I know they lost last week to San Francisco, but the Niners are a little bit underrated as well. So that loss is going to be overshadowed a little bit. And I think the Rams' defense has really played well. They played seven of their last eight games to the under. I think this total might be a little inflated. I think Kyler still could be a little bit banged up, and I love the Rams. This is probably my favorite play of the week. It has all the trimmings, J.J. It's got the reverse line movement. It's got the handicap, and it's got the trends with McVay owning the Cardinals. I think we're giddy up on L.A. this week. Um, I want to get some rationale to why the Chargers and Anthony Lynn are favored against the New England Patriots. I know Cam Newton only completed eight passes last week. Jared, we're talking about Anthony Lynn and Bill Belichick. How are the Chargers favored in this game? Yeah, he's the worst coach in the league. And, and, and Case I'm, aside, and, I'm putting him as the second worst coach in the league. I, I, I'll be honest, and, and that's a battle. Can we have, like, an award for that? I think they should give an award out for that every year, like the Donkey Award or the Turkey Award. Uh, it, it is close. I, I, think, I guess the reason that I think Lynn is the worst coach in the league is because he actually has the talent to win. Like, that team, if you put a good coach on that team, you put Belichick on the Chargers, you flip it, and you mentioned it this morning on the show. This is one of the biggest coaching mismatches maybe of the year, maybe of all time. Who knows? But if you flip it and you put Belichick on the Chargers with that quarterback, that offense, that defense, I know they're a little banged up, uh, you know, with Derwin James going out this year. But uh, you know, to me, the, the, that team is ready to roll. I mean, Justin Herbert's the rookie of the year. They're moving the ball at an incredible rate, but they continue 
to shoot themselves in the foot. And defensively, they've really struggled. Now, on the other side of the ball, New England has not moved it at all. They're 27th in net yards per play. We talked about the Rams leading the NFL. Well, the Patriots are bottom five. They're also second last in efficiency on defense. This is a Bill Belichick coach New England Patriots defense that is the second least efficient defense in the NFL. Mind-boggling numbers on the analytical side. Chargers continue to just, again, they, can't, they just can't win games. So if you're relying on the Chargers to win a game, and with a minus number in front of their – over the minus sign in front of their number, that's what you're hoping for this week, I, I would stay away. If you want to bet the Patriots, I get it. But, again, you're betting on the team that is worse analytically on the road as a very short favorite. So I think there's danger there as well. I think if, you're, if you have to play this side, you tease up the Patriots, but that's probably the only recommendation I'd make. Jared, before we get to your best bets, don't you get the sense that Sunday night Denver and Kansas City is going to be set up to be one of those classic – Let's chase what we lost on yeah. Sunday type of spots. Mahomes, the Chiefs, let's hammer Kansas City lane 13 and a half. Doesn't that game have like Denver losing by 10 written all over it? 100%. And if you look at the game that they played a few weeks ago, Kansas City only had 286 total yards of offense in that game. They were outgained by Denver by 125. Now there was a kick return for a touchdown. There was a pick six. There was a lot of flukiness that went into that blowout. I think it was like 43-17 or some kind of crazy score. I know Drew Henney had a touchdown run late in the game. It was that kind of game. Oh, but, the great Chad Henney, yes, of course. Oh, Chad Henney, Miami, me, I, I don't blame <laughs> you for getting his name wrong. He's not exactly yeah. memorable for anybody who's not a Miami <laughs> Dolphin fan, Chad. That's the only reason why I remember. <laughs> he scored a touchdown in that game. So I, I think when you look at the Chiefs, I, I think they're the best team in football. And we had John Sheeran from FanDuel on the show today. We asked him to make a hypothetical line on a neutral field between the Steelers and the Chiefs. I was going minus four. He was giving the Steelers a little more respect. He said it probably opened at three or maybe even two and a half. Uh, so, but still, it tells you that the Chiefs are the better team on a neutral field. I think they're the best team in football. I, I think defensively, I haven't seen that step forward yet, though. Remember this, this time last year, Spags, Steve Spagnuolo really started to rev the engines of that Chiefs defense, and they started to push their offense back onto the field in spots where their offense wasn't getting opportunities earlier in the year and in previous campaigns. And I think with Patrick Mahomes, if you give him even the semblance of a defense, he's going to make teams pay. We haven't seen that with the Chiefs this year. The, the defensive numbers have been poor. That, that's the only case I can make for Denver in this game, J.J., is that their defense can maybe give them a chance, give them a short field, give them an opportunity to keep this close. The line is huge. I absolutely wouldn't just blindly lay it with Kansas City. If you want to tease it, you can make a case for that. But still, you're, it's still above seven, even if you tease it six points. I think this is probably a good layout spot. If you're brave enough to back the dog here, I give you credit. But with the Chiefs getting over 90% of the action, I don't think I can take Kansas City in this spot. Okay, Jared, now it's time. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Week 13, best bets. What's on the card, amigo? Well, Rams are at the top of the card. So if you if you, if you're make one pick this week, it's the Rams. If you can get it at two and a half, great. I'm willing to pay 15, 20 cents extra to get it at two and a half. But I think playing it at three is fine, especially if you're getting plus money. As we go a little deeper on the card, a couple dogs I like. And this one flipped on me. I was able to get the Niners as a dog earlier this week. But I think San Francisco, even as a slight favorite, I'm seeing it minus one, minus one and a half right now. I think it's still okay to play. Again, this is a San Francisco team. They're continuing to get healthy. Brandon Ayuk is back this week. Debo Samuel's been incredible. He leads the NFL in yak. San Francisco has a top 10 defense. And this is a must win. 
They have a slight chance to make the postseason still. They're under 500. First, you've got to get back to 500. If they get a win on Monday night against Buffalo, it's that weird fluky home game where they're in Arizona, but it doesn't matter. I think they're comfortable in that spot. Buffalo clearly isn't. They just lost a brutal game a couple weeks ago there. I think the Niners are a good spot this week. And this is my stinky dog of the week, but I, I just I can't fade I can't back this Packers team laying this many points. And I know they're not. They blew out Chicago last week. But for some reason, this Eagles side keeps calling my name. Public obviously hammering Green Bay. I I was impressed with the Philly defense on Monday night. They held Russell Wilson in check. Packers defense has allowed 59 points in their last two games. So if there's ever a time for Carson Wentz to get right and to play one last game, I know he's been brutal, and trust me, he has been absolutely brutal. But the Eagles have a knack for playing close games. Six of their last eight games have been decided by six points or less. That includes that crazy tie against the Bengals. Packers, again, not a whole lot to play for. Division pretty much wrapped up. Probably not going to get the one seed. And if you remember last year, J.J., they lost this game on Thursday night at Lambeau Field to Philly. So maybe Doug Peterson in Green Bay has got some magic there. I don't love it, but if you want a good dog on your card this week, that's a reverse contrarian, totally against the grain dog. I think the Eagles plus eight, getting it over a touchdown, not a bad spot to nibble. All right, Smitty. And what's our tease of the week? I know you're going to give me one. What's the two teams? Of course. Ray, I, I, think this, I think this week, JJ, we either do the fade New York tease and we go Raiders-Seahawks. I'm cool or, with that. Or Raiders-Fins. I, I, I think my – and we didn't talk about your Dolphins this week. Obviously, they've got a weird quarterback situation brewing. Yeah, I feel I, like it's going to be Fitz, don't you? I, I think so, too. And, and you asked me the question last week. I couldn't give you an answer. I think we got our answer on Sunday. I think the market favors Fitz over Tua. Uh, and and I, I, think the, I think that's rightfully so because I think, I think Tua is more of an unknown at this point. So I, I think getting the Dolphins through 10-7, and seven, the Bengals are an absolute dumpster right now. I mean, the offensive line's in shambles. They've been outgained in four straight. Their DVOA is bottom three. They did cover last week against the Giants, but it was a fluky special teams touchdown. The Dolphins special teams is not going to allow that to happen. I think Miami – actually, that, that'll be my teaser this week, just for you, Jason. I like it. Raiders-Dolphins? Raiders, I'll, Raiders, I'll roll with Dolphins. that tease. In Raiders, fact, Dolphins. Smitty, for what it's worth, I may have already played that tease already. Love for it. all you know. That's why we're on the same page, bro. Gambling Smitty. Twitter, man. Gam- the gambling community sticks together. That's how we roll. Family. Love it, bro. Enjoy your weekend. Let's cash a few. Take care, all right? You too. Talk to you That's soon. Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. A great spot as always. Remember, the unlocks of the week, we got a special guest that's coming up in less than an hour. In the meantime, we got a lot more of your calls at 877-337-6666. You guys buying the fact that the Eagles might be a sharp dog this week? Smitty seems to think so. I think that fishy favorite, New Orleans. I just don't have the guts to take the Atlanta Falcons. We're back with more of your calls right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.